praise the Lord. Again, good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Good to see you folks. Be with you in service. Pastor, thank you for allowing this opportunity to come and minister the word of the Lord this morning. Excited about what the Lord is doing here. And uh, we God for great things. If you have a Bible, turn to the book of Ezekiel this morning. Ezekiel chapter number 37. Ezekiel chapter number 37. It's a familiar portion of scripture, I'm sure, to many. It's that the, what we know is the vision of the Valley of Dry Bones. We remember the story. We're not preaching all that, but we want to find something in here that I think would encourage and help us. The man of God was uh, taken by the Spirit. He saw the valley and was full of bones, dry bones, very many, very dry. But I want you to notice verse 6. Verse 6 is where we'll find our text tonight. Ezekiel chapter number 37. We'll read verse number 6. It says this. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live. Let me just stop right there like that. And ye shall live. How many of you understand that everything about the gospel is life? You didn't catch that. Everything about the gospel is life. Amen. It's not about, uh, 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 uh. I've seen some folks come to church and think, I don't think you got what I got. Amen. You know, man, this thing's about life. Amen. It's not like I've been sucking on sour lemons for a month. No, no, no. It's about life. Hallelujah. There's life in the gospel. I'm not preaching on this, but Jesus said, I'm coming that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. So he said, and you shall live. This gospel is the gospel of life. There's death all around us. There was death all around the man of God as he saw that. But he said, you shall live. There's going to come life. But I want you to notice the next phrase is from which come of our text. The Bible said, you shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Oh, I like that. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. The 13th verse of this same chapter, you're going to find that where it says it. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. You'll find it again in Ezekiel chapter number 20, verse number 42. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. If the Lord had helped me this morning, I want to preach to you for just a little while on this thought of what God wants you to know. Right. What God wants you to know. To know this prayer. Father, we love you this morning. We thank you for your love and your mercy and your goodness, the opportunity to give us to come and gather together in the house of God and most of all in thy presence. So, Lord, we have heard of your presence here this morning. We're thankful for your presence. We're grateful. But, Lord, we stand in dire need of Holy Ghost anointing. So, my sort of lays for you to preach thy word and thy word alone, anointing our ears to hear our expertise. Deal with us, oh God, we give you the praise and the glory and the power and the honor. In Jesus' wonderful name, and everybody said, Amen. 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 And our text said, And ye shall know that I am the Lord. And it said it again in the 13th verse, you shall know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel 20 and 42, and you shall know that I am the Lord. As a matter of fact, in the book of Ezekiel alone, you will find 50 plus times that phrase, shall know that I am the Lord. You shall know, Israel shall know, Egypt shall know, the people shall know. God's trying to tell us something. You know, when I was a kid, mama would say, I told you once, I told you 50 times. <laughs> Just smile at me, you know you've had it said to you. But anyway, <laughs> if I told you once, I told you 50 times. You know? And uh, why, especially just, just smile at me, especially when it was the teenage years, you know, because it's something about teenagers, their, their cranium gets like 25,000 times thicker than most people's, uh, and just lasts the teenage years, and I finally saw it, so anyway, uh, you know, and so she's trying to get through that big cranium of the teenage years, I told you once, I told you, uh, let me preach this part from back here, where I can believe beneath this bulletproof deal here, and, uh, sometimes God is trying to get it through our thick craniums, man, and you shall know that I am the Lord. You shall know that, Hallelujah! And so, how do you understand? We know, we know this, but God is God is uh, uh, infinite, and we are finite. God knows everything. 
hate to burst your bubble, and we don't. I'm sorry, I know I probably really messed your theology up. God knows everything, and we don't. But there are some things that God wants us to know. Not just have heard about, but you've got to know them. Hallelujah. I thought about Job chapter number 42. Job said it like this. He said, I've heard of thee by the hearing of the ear. He said, but now mine eye seeth. That was an idiomatic Hebraic expression, meaning more than just uh, I've seen, but he's saying this. I've heard about it. But now I know. <laughs> now I know. Listen, this morning, you just got to go beyond. I've heard about it. I've seen somebody talk about it. You must be able to say, I know. I know. And you shall know that I am the Lord. So there's a few things this morning that God wants us to know. First of all is this. I you understand that God wants you to know Him. Oh, yeah. I said God wants you to know Him. This is a, a, a fundamental, foundational doctrine that actually oftentimes gets overlooked. As a matter of fact, without this doctrine, the rest of our doctrine really is kind of on shaky ground. And it's very fundamental. And it's this, that God is a knowable God. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. No, no. God is a knowable God. He's not just sitting in heaven with nothing to do with this. But He's come. He's gathered in our... Hallelujah. I said He's gathered in our midst. Oh, God wants you to know Him. He's a knowable God. To think about this. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He wants you to know Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, no, no offense. But today you and I probably couldn't contact nobility. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you, you probably don't get on the phone or just call the Prince of Wellington or whatever. Or the Duke of Wales or, you know. Uh, you, you probably, I, I don't know, maybe you do, but you probably don't get on the, the phone and call, you know, the, the, the president or whatever. You, you, you know, but how do you know you and I? God said, I want you to know me. You know me. And so God said, I want you to know me. And that is fundamental is, is God is a knowable God. Hold on. I'm going to take, is it okay to take your jacket off? Yeah. Preach in Oklahoma. I can't just make sure. <laughs> Those county ordinances, you never know. Uh, anyway, uh, so God wants you to know him. Uh, and, and he's revealed himself. God has revealed himself to you and I. I mean, first of all, creation. The Bible said the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showed his handiwork. This morning you got up, saw the sun peeking through those clouds. It was shouting to you, there's a God in heaven, and he wants you to know him. Amen. Uh, he's revealed himself to us through something called a conscience. You and I know a right and a wrong. It's shouting to us, there's a God in glory that wants you and I to know him. He's revealed himself to us through the word of God. Hallelujah. He's revealed himself to the to us through the spirit of God. The Bible said his spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, the sons and daughters of God. God says, I want you to know me. I've revealed myself. I've shown myself. Why? Because I want you to know me. This morning, I've just come to tell you, he wants you to know him. You need to know. Not just have heard about it. Not just I wrote it down in my Sunday school lesson. But you need to know he's the king of kings and the lord of lords. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. You need to know him. He's the creator. He's life. He's life. He's the leader. He's everything. You need to know him. You need to know him. He wants you to know him. This morning, you need to know him. I know. Can I still remind you? He's Jehovah Jireh. Mm, the Lord who is our provider, the Lord who will provide it. Literal transliteration, He's the Lord that will see to it. I like that. He's the Lord that will see to it. He'll bring you through. He'll help you. He'll make sure you got everything you need to make it to glory. You need to know He's Jehovah Jireh. You need to know He's Jehovah Sitkin. The Lord is my righteousness. He's Jehovah Roki, the Lord who is my shepherd. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who is my healer. Oh, can I tell you, you need to know He's Jehovah Shout out the Lord who is present. Hallelujah. 
messed up world. Yeah. Pastor, I don't know if it's Pastor Junior, but Pastor Junior. He's got to go Pastor and Pastor Junior, Pastor Junior, Junior. But anyway, no. Uh, 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 he's making mention of it. It's, it's a mess, man. It's a mess out there. And uh, folks are, you know, huh? well, you know what? It's in these kind of times that we need to know he is Jehovah Shalom. Hallelujah. The Lord is my peace. He can give you peace in the midnight hour. He can give you peace uh, when there seems to be no peace. He can give you peace. You need to, you need to know that. You need to know that. What did John say? John said, this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, who thou hast sinned. God said, you need to know him. You need to know him. You know, God wants us to know him. The Bible said, Paul, the great man of God, he boiled it down to this. He said it simply, it's like this, that I may know him. I've got one desire in life, that I might know him. I've got one goal, that I might know him. I know him. Yes. Yes, Jesus. We understand knowing him. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Hope this is fresh. I'm going to drink it anyway. <laughs> totally, completely off the subject, but let me tell you this. I was preaching years ago. Asked for a glass of water. They brought me a glass of iced tea. <laughs> I like iced tea. I drink it sweet and sweet. That's fine. So I freezed a little bit, down, grabbed a drink of that iced tea, took a drink of it, realized that wasn't iced tea. It was just that dirty, irony, sulfury water. Oh. Amen. Thank God I switched to balls. But anyway, <laughs> God wants you to know Him. Wants you to know Him. I mean, it's knowing Him that'll keep you in the midnight hour. I see a man by the name of Job. The next time you think you're having a bad day, it's the worst day you've ever seen. It's terrible. It's bad. It's just like, ah! The next time you're having that bad day, um, you know, modern day folks, they'll go home and read 17 uh, books of Psalms and you'll be better. No, no. When you're having a really bad day, go home and read the first two chapters of the book of Job. Because then what you'll find out is your day's not as bad as you thought it was. Amen. I mean, Job had a bad day. I mean, he lost everything that he owned, everything that he had, lost his children, manservants, maidservants. Wife said, why don't you curse God and die? His dog probably didn't even want anything to do with it. I mean, it just went from bad to worse on old Job. Having a bad day. And at all, I mean, he's going through it and he doesn't understand, but he holds the integrity of the Lord. His feet held his steps. His way he did not decline. He kept walking with God, even though he didn't understand, even though he didn't see why, even though the three, three boys showed up that were wicked, he didn't understand anything. And he begins to talk about it. He said, I don't know this. I don't know why my wife's breath is, or my breath is strange in my life. I don't know why my familiar friends have abhorred me. I don't know why the young people don't seek me. I don't know why. Oh, but he said, but this is, there is something I do know. Oh, hallelujah. He said, but there is something I do know. He said, I know my Redeemer liveth. I know my Redeemer liveth. And this morning, you may not know two plus two, but if you can walk out here knowing the Redeemer, you know everything you need to know to live in the Lord. Hallelujah. I gotta get all of this. Aren't you glad there's not a math quiz to get to heaven? Hallelujah. No, no, you just need to know him. So first of all, God wants you to know him. Second thing this morning, and I know you know this, but I guess I just want to stir your hearts by way of remembrance. God wants you, first of all, to know him. The second thing God wants you to know is this. God wants you to know that he loves you. I said, God wants you to know that he loves you. Sometimes we maybe kind of forget that a little bit. I'm an evangelist. I don't do marital counseling. See the pastor. I get in the bus and go on down the road. So, but if I were to give some marital advice to young couples, 
It would be this. Do not do what that older couple did. One day, the older couple driving down the road in the truck. She's sitting over there. He's sitting over here. Been married 50 years. He's driving. She said, honey, you don't tell me that you love me anymore. He said, honey, I told you 50 years when we got married. I told you I love you. And if anything changes, I'll let you know. <laughs> My advice to you is don't do that. <laughs> no, no. Marital counseling is you tell her a lot and you tell her often and tell her again. And when you think you've told her enough, tell her some more. Amen. But anyway, and, uh, uh, you know, just remind them, just, hey, and just let you know I love you. I love you. I love you. I, you know, sometimes the Lord just needs to, he's trying to, hey, I'm just trying to remind you, I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, the Bible said in this was manifested, showed, demonstrated, exemplified. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent His only begotten Son in the world that we might live through Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He loves you. But God commended, showed, demonstrated, exemplified. God commended His love toward us in the while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. I just come to shout it to you tonight. He loves you. I said He loves you. I said He loves you. 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 You know, you remember when you were a kid and you had a crush on that guy or that girl? You walk by the flower bed, you pick that flower. You go walking down the deal and you pull the flowers. He loves me. He loves me now. He loves me or she loves me. She loves me. You know, whatever. And don't look at me so sanctimoniously. You know you did it. And, uh, and if you were smart, you always counted before you started so you knew how to start. So you knew which way it ended. Amen. Hey, come on now. You got to know these things. Is it odd or even? But anyway. And, uh, uh, <laughs> but how do you know if you were this morning to walk by God's garden and pick one of his flowers and start pulling the petals and do something like this? He loves me. 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 Church, I've just come to tell you, he loves you. He wants you to know that. Not just I've heard about it. Not just I've sung the song about it. But you've got to know Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. I know it. No, it matters theology in that song. I know it. So he wants you to know, first of all, he wants you to know him. Secondly, he wants you to know he loves you. Third thing this morning is he wants you to know that he can forgive sins. Oh, I like this part. Jesus wants you to know he can forgive sins. Hallelujah. I'm glad as an 18-year-old boy, I was on my way to a devil's hell, lost and undone without God. I walked down to an old-fashioned altar, cried, swole, bawled, slobbered, snotted, gave my heart and life to Jesus, repented of my sins, said, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Guess what? He forgave my sin. Hallelujah. And Jesus wants you to know this. He can forgive sins. Hallelujah. You remember one day the Bible said there was a we don't even know the man's name. Matter of fact, we don't even know his four friends' name. But this guy had four friends. And the four friends, he couldn't, he was a paralytic, couldn't do anything. But he had four friends that showed up and picked him up. We know him as the man born of four, a man cared by four guys. And so this man, uh, his four friends showed up, going to take him to Jesus. Well, when they get down to the, uh, the Claremore Conference Center where Jesus was, uh, you're kidding, <laughs> 
It was packed and they couldn't get in. They couldn't get into Jesus. And so they're like, what are we going to do? You know, if he'd have been modern, modern day, if they'd have been modern day church boys, they'd say, well, sorry, sold out, can't get in. I got you, get you an Uber home. We'll, we'll take it off. We go fishing or whatever. They didn't do that. They said, we, 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 we brought you here to get you to Jesus. We're getting you to Jesus. So they take him up on the roof. I can't wait to get to heaven to meet those guys. I want to find out which one's ideal was that. I like that kind of guy, man. He said, let's tear the roof. So they take him up, they tear the roof off. Now just think about it. I'm preaching this morning, and all of a sudden, sheetrock starts falling. Guess what you'd be doing? And so all eyes are the sheetrock or whatever they had back then. It's falling. Now all of a sudden, there's a hole now in the roof. All of a sudden, this guy is shoved down through this hole. And they lower him down with the rope. So you can imagine all eyes are on this guy coming down, what is calling Joe. All eyes are looking at Joe as he's being lowered down. They're thinking, what in the world is going on? And they're looking at Joe and they're looking at Jesus like, aren't you going to do something about this? And they're looking at Joe and aren't you going to do something about this? You know, and they're just, I mean, no one's probably saying a thing. <gasps> and finally, they, they, they let him down and he's right there. For Jesus and all eyes and all ears are open. Remember what Jesus said? Jesus looked at him and said, Son, thy sins be forgiven me. Woo! The religious folks got mad. <laughs> Jesus, hey, what's easier to say? Arise and take up your bed and go home, or your sin be forgiven thee. He said, but that you might know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. I'll say that you take up your bed and go home. Hallelujah. He wanted him to know he can forgive sins. Church, I'm going to tell you, he can forgive your sin. He can forgive your sin. That's joy to a lost in the dying world. He's a sin forgiver. Hallelujah. So you were saved here. Well, that's good. Maybe you have some things you've left in your life that ought not be there. Spirit of God convict you. Good news. He can forgive you. Amen. You come to the Lord. Sorry about that. I shouldn't have done that. Forgive me. He can forgive you. Lord, you need to know that He loves you. You need to know He can forgive your sins. i got to try to Oh. Yeah. But... i got more water. But if I preach that long... My boy will move my mic. <laughs> Sorry. We kind of made mention of it. But how many of you know you need to know this? You need to know him. You need to know that he loves you. You need to know that he can forgive your sins. And you need to know that he's still a God that can meet your needs. I said he's still a God that can meet your needs. I know we're, we've come through some rough times. And maybe there's some rough times ahead. I don't know. But I can tell you this, he's still a God that meets needs. I said he's still a God that can meet your need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you need to know that. Bible said Exodus chapter number 16. God said, I've heard the murmurings of the children of Israel speaking of them, saying, And even ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning ye shall be filled with bread, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. You're going to eat, you're going to know I'm the one that provided for you. I'm the one that took care of you. I'm the one that sustained you. Church, I've just come to tell you, you need to know that. He's the God that still supplies every need. He's the God that sustained you. He's the God that meets your needs in the midnight hour. God's the one. And you need to know it. You need to know it. Years ago, we were in California. I don't know which administration said it. Probably. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was the first time diesel went above $5 a gallon. And I'll never forget, I paid $5.35 a gallon, which I would love to pay that right now in California. It was $7.10 when I left. But anyway, <laughs> it was $5.35 a gallon. We paid it there in Corning. So we leave California, we drive up over 80, 
And we get into Reno on the other side of Reno. There's a big truck stop there as we're pulling to get into that truck stop. My boy goes, Dad, look, it's only 487. <laughs> I'm like, you know, maybe 535. And you know what? I had folks say, they said, Oh, brother, it's $5 a gallon. I guess you'll have to park your bus. Guess you won't be able to evangelize. No. I said, Let me let you in on something. The same God that met my needs when it was a dollar nine is the same God that will meet my needs when it's five oh nine. Amen. Or when it's seven oh nine. I'll come to you need to know it. You need to know it. Your dad is a car from the second. He is not affected by the economy. I said he's not affected by the economy. He's gone. And you need to know he can be for needs. He can be for needs. Hallelujah. 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 Oh man, I like it. Hallelujah. And I haven't got time. That's another, that's another message. i got to quit. Final thing, I don't even know what number I'm at. But you need to know Him. You need to know that He loves you. You need to know He can forgive your sins. You need to know He can meet your needs. And this is the last thing this morning. Come on. Is in Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, from which we read our text, verse number 11. We find this phrase. Well, understand that the valley was full of dry bones, and it just it looked it looked impossible, it looked helpless, it looked hopeless. And as a matter of fact, in the eleventh verse of that thirty-seventh chapter, Israel will say this: "Our hope is lost. Our hope is lost." And I will be honest with you: over the last two years, we've traveled and been in some churches, and we've walked into a pastor. And we've seen folks that are there, but they're just, uh, they're, they're, their faces are daunted. Their faces are, are they're, just, uh, they're like, oh, just a hopeless look in their face. They're, everything that's going on, the troubles, the trials, the church mess, and everything. And, and I go in and they're discouraged and they're downtrodden and they're downhearted. And they feel like hopeless and hell is screaming at them. You're done. You're through. It's over. The church is going down. All this kind of stuff. You're helpless and you're hopeless. And, and there is no hope. It's all over. Oh, Listen, I understand hell's been shouting out at the church for a long time. But you know what God wants you to know? You need to understand this. I know hell is trying to tell you, you there's no hope. There's no hope. There's no hope for the church. There's no hope for this. There's no hope for your family. There's no hope for your situation. There's no hope. Listen, I've come to tell you what God's word says. Here's what God wants you to know. God wants you to know that the eyes of your understanding be open. That you might know what is the hope. Oh, I've come to tell you, you've got hope. I said, you've got hope. Church, we've got hope this morning. His name is Jesus. Upon you may fall apart tomorrow. You may not be able to find peace. You may not find mercy. I'm telling you, we still got hope. We still got hope. His name is Jesus. 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 If you got him, you've got hope. You've got hope. Sammy, please, this morning. He wants you to know him. He wants you to know that He loves you. He wants you to know He can forgive your sin. He wants you to know He can meet your needs. And He wants you to know that you have Right. <laughs> Father, we love you this morning. Oh, sweet Jesus, thank you for your love and your mercy and your goodness. Thank you for coming on the cross. Thank you for the bloodshed for our heart. Thank you for your presence that we sense this morning. And sweet Lamb of God, I pray that you deal with every heart, deal with every life, deal with every soul. When we gather on these altars and turn this place into a time of altarship, God, that you would stir our hearts that we might know you. That we might know that you love us. That we might know that you can forgive our sins. We might know that you can meet our needs. And that we've got a hope because we've got Jesus. Stir every heart, stir every life this morning. 
Jesus' name. Let's tend to God this morning between you and the Master. I don't know everybody tonight. I wouldn't just want to assume. Maybe here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ, you're going to Savior. See, preacher, I've been religious, but I really don't know Him. And I want to know Him this morning as my Lord, as my Savior, as my King, as my God. Hallelujah. Preacher, I don't know Him, but I want to know Him. You don't know Him. You slip your hand up quickly between you and the Master. Let me just one. Maybe here this morning, some preacher, allowed some things in my life and God stirred my heart and you need, need to get some things right. Need to work your hands for some things on that end. I just need to be reminded he can forgive sins. Just lift that hand up and back down. Just lift his hand this Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You raise that hand this morning. Preacher, God, I need. I need God to meet the needs of that hand. Just lift me. I have a need this morning. I have a need. I have a need. Hallelujah. Preacher, I'll be honest with you. I just kind of felt hopeless. Not feel like giving up on God, but this enemy's been telling me my situation is hopeless. And I just need to be reminded this morning that I got hope in Jesus. So that hand is destiny. You've got hope in you. Hallelujah. And I just wonder last thing, how many of you would raise your hand and say, Preacher, I just want to know him more. <laughs> I just want to know him more. I just want to know him more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to know him. They're going to play and sing. I don't know uh, how you're doing around here, but we're going to open this front area. If you want to come and make an altar around this front, stand, kneel, sit, or make an altar there at your scene. But let's spend the time and cry to the Lord. Say, Lord, just want to know you more. I just want to know you more. I just want to know you more. Hallelujah, come on. 